is where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela, and I got a B12 shot, so I'm not going to be such a fucking bummer for a while. B12. B12 for the win. B12. Hi, I'm Ryan. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Um, it has been one week since you last heard us. <laughs> oh, just a quick reminder. We have a watch party Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's for a the good reminder uh, patrons, for me. we are going to be doing our watch party Friday at what time specifically? Was it seven uh, o'clock <sighs> Eastern? I, most of our people are on the West Coast. So I don't know if we should do 6 p.m. Pacific or 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, so maybe patrons hop in and comment on that post. Comment on that post. Maybe there'll be another post up by the time. Who knows? We don't even know what we're watching yet. But okay, it'll well, be good. It's going to be good regardless. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, speaking of good, I mean, I started HP. I started Lovecraft Country, <gasps> and uh, I need to stop <gasps> watching it at two thirty in the fucking morning. Um, yeah. Also, P.S. I know who killed in the Undoing. One thousand percent sure. Oh, you, you're one thousand percent sure. Yep. Well, oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to share theory with you outside of this spoiler alert. Well, so. that's kind of a spoiler already, just by saying that. But um, we won't talk any more about that, other than it's. <laughs> An amazing television program that if you I'm gonna put it in an envelope and seal it so that you can see it. We can open it later when it's not okay. A spoiler. Well, you and I have already had private conversations. You know who I think. Mm -hmm. Uh you you know what I think about this show. I disagree. So, I have an I have anyway. a much more concrete theory. Oh, you're you're dismissing my theory as being oh my wicked. god mine is so much better mine is so and if, and if it's not this person this would be a superior story just like how i should have gotten to write the end of true blood because i would have ended true blood beautifully and not sloppily and pathetically well just for the record i want to say that your baseline is you think your true idea blood. is always going to be better than mine <laughs> um, no so. i don't i really don't <laughs> although that is classic sagittarius the most yeah, beloved sign Sag, of the zodiac which um Oh, I got to tell you earlier this afternoon, I, um, I had this realization that I hadn't cleared the energy in my room in like quite a while since I probably got back like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And now granted, this is something that we could be doing every single day. Um, but I, I cleared the energy, uh, by burning some Palo Santo that I had, um, and, uh, hadn't really done that since from like mm -hmm. whenever it was, I got back. And so I was like, what am I doing in here? I mean, I got so much stuff that I'm doing in my room lately just because I'm working in here, like, you know, from the time I wake up until, you know, late at night, usually. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to clear this shit. So I, I, I do some, I do some, I burn some, uh, some wood. I, I, you know, I say some things out loud, like, you know, that, you know, to protect the space and all this kind of stuff. And then, I was like, man, I got to do a meditation because I haven't like, I've totally fallen out of meditation practice. And I've got these tantric meditations that I do and, you know, corresponding to different. Yeah. Elements, to, <laughs> just well, kidding. I know that they're yeah, spiritual, yeah. not just dick stuff. Well, yeah, this has, <laughs> this literally has nothing to do with, uh, you know, that stuff. So it's just connecting to uh, one of the elements and trying mm -hmm. to bring in the energy of that element. So I do earth because I'm a water sign and I need earth grounding constantly relatable mm -hmm. um and so and it, it turns out like the people in my life that have been earth signs 
as I'm trying to go through, it's like, there's a definite, I've definitely sought out earth signs um, in, in my past and, you know, in my present currently. So um, for their grounding nature, because the way I see it is it's like the water meets the earth provides uh, opportunity for growth. And so mm-hmm. that's what I love about the earth, earth signs out there. So if you're listening to your earth sign, water signs love you. I mean, for the most part, I mean, cancers <laughs> do, cancers do. Everybody There's, loves earth. Yeah. Everybody loves earth. Um, you and, know, and we're not the same water and fire. Oh, eh, that one's not as easy. Are as you going to evaporate it. me or am I going to douse you? You know, that's like the constant <laughs> battle that we mm-hmm. go through every week on this podcast. Am I going to be mm-hmm. able to douse you? Or are you going to try to evaporate me? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, that's you know who knows who's gonna win this week am i gonna boil you up and basically destroy you just kidding that would be you just just to be clear just to be clear you just described the process of i mean water does kill fire you just just described evaporation but yeah you could totally put yeah anyway we're all great rock paper scissors you know astrology all all the same but having said that so so i do an earth meditation today Mm-hmm. to connect to the earth element and boy oh boy boy oh boy did i realize very quickly within just as a heads up for the listeners the meditation that i do the meditation practice that i do is eyes open Typically, when i'm Uh-oh. doing the when i'm doing the tantric meditation practices connecting to elements and things like that or running the elements and things like this it's eyes open soft focus kind of stuff right sitting down there's five points, uh, you know, that you have to get set into. Anyway, and then it starts with 21 breaths before you get into the, the good, you know, I don't want to say the good stuff, but the action. So uh, I do the 21 breaths and I get into the action. And it's like visualization, but it's eyes open visualization stuff. It's like in your mind's eye. And boy, oh boy, like two minutes in after the 21 breaths, I am like overwhelmed emotionally by um like my connection to the earth element which i have been uh neglecting in my meditation practice it's a you know and specifically this one deals with this is a very helpful i think element to connect with in whatever way people want to do their own rituals and daily practices or meditations because it it really speaks to equanimity right being able to handle anything that comes your way is Mm -hmm. what equanimity you know essentially stands for it's like you have the strength you have the courage you have the wherewithal to be able to deal with any situation anything that comes at you now incorporate whatever crystal or whatever other things you want into that right and so if you want like a crystal to ground you during this you know use that but so i'm using quartz clear quartz with some labradorite just on a pendant around my Uh, while I'm doing all this and you know because quartz as we know is like you know the master healer the power stone Mm -hmm. all that good stuff amplifies everything so I'm like almost crying because I'm feeling the loving embracing nature of earth right and earth energy and then I'm just blasting off from there you know what I'm saying and it reminds me like I know this I know this information already and I just so, well, especially lately, I have fallen into the neglect of it and just not 
incorporating it into my daily practice. Cause I'm like, I'm just too busy. I'm just too yeah. busy today. I'm just too, I got too much going on to make time for this. Yep. Yep. And it's like, wow. I mean, my whole day has been different every, cause I usually meditate at night. Like before I go to bed, I'll, I'll do my mm -hmm. meditations and I'm going to be forcing myself to get into the practice of starting my days with meditation. Cause I know a lot of people like one of my therapists, he meditates during the day, uh, early afternoon, uh, cause he needs to be recharged. Um, uh, my other therapist, he also meditates like first thing when he, they, when he wakes up. So I've always been a nighttime guy. So I'm like, I think I'm going to start trying to meditate first thing, uh, or at least at the very least early on in the day. Um, because I'm feeling great because of it. And I mean, it's just so nice to have a big picture view of the fucking world. Yeah. Uh, instead of I got, getting caught up and f so hyper-focused on essential, like like tiny details that yeah. might be occurring or happening or that we're stressed out about having to get done. I, I got a message for you earlier today um, that we're not supposed to talk about in detail, but I was like, can I tell them on the podcast? I can only tell you this and then I can tell you the rest where people aren't listening. But um, Hakate asked you to call on her. Oh, shit. I know. I was like, oh, somebody well, must be in touch with his femininity. <laughs> well, strangely, um, during a session I had earlier today with uh, Mark Barone, who's uh, my archetypal Tantra therapist, he was, we were discussing something, and I don't know how much of this I'm supposed to talk about, because it's kind of, it's not privy to like, you know, the, the system, but mm -hmm. I just will say this. It was brought up to me as a form of protection and, you know, energy balance of my living space. Um, and it's something I've done previously, but never with this. It's like one of the things is like uh, you have you have water and you have food. Like, and I've always put out seeds and grains, right? When I when I have done this, and but today he said, well, you might want to consider using alcohol and now trigger warning for the vegans out there um, and uh meat she always asks me for meat and she as like it. just tiny tiny little things and you can do this on a daily basis right um and when he said that he goes now i don't know if you're going to be into this but what had what traditionally has happened in these you know for this kind of thing you know you, instead of like just doing water or some other food you do alcohol and meat um and I immediately thought uh, you and Hakate uh, yeah. uh, when he brought that up. So that is interesting that you bring that up. Just when literally 45 minutes ago, I was having this conversation. I always, when I do readings, I connect to her because she, so I, I tell her, like, she, she calls on, a, I shouldn't say a lot, but she calls on people pretty regularly who I read. And she definitely has been calling people to me so that I can tell them I see her with them. And I was still connected with her after um, some readings and I was getting ready to record and she came in and she was like, uh, BT dubs, tell Ryan to call me. BT dubs. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, well that's a, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a call I'm have to prepare myself for. Yeah, um, yeah. And we just had a new moon. So I think that there's some prep, there's probably some banishing, you know, I mean, you could call on her anytime, honestly, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I wanted to tell you I had some human interaction in the last week, a lot of human interaction. 
and I would say some of it, most of it was really good. Um, I looked at houses officially with the best fucking realtor. This guy is so great. And, um, I, you know, having been Mormon for a minute for my first husband, uh, he would always tell me like that person's a Mormon. He had like this weird Mormon vision and Mormons are often, uh, Mormons in cities are kind of like, there's almost like a shame or something about it. I shouldn't say a shame. I don't know. They just don't want to be called out for being Mormon. So they kind of assimilate. And I thought this guy was like, I think this realtor is a Mormon. And it was reminding me, he's, he's not, I, 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 he also lifted his, his arms up to show me something. And I thought it was his undershirt, but I was like, oh my God, garments. But and I, he's Catholic. Um, but he was just so kind and smart and we had the best conversation. And this motherfucking dude who like, we're wearing masks the whole time. He took me around beachside. I looked at little houses. I had um, at one house, a squirrel came up to me in the backyard and he was like, holy shit. Well, he didn't swear. That was the other reason I thought he was Mormon. And uh, I was like, yeah, I've been taming squirrels lately. It's been weird. And I just told him like a quick penny recap and it blew his mind. The squirrel, I see it coming through the trees. And earlier in the day, I was like, I wonder if there are squirrels on beachside because it's just kind of a peninsula. New Smyrna is just a weird peninsula that probably won't be here much longer. And sure enough, across the way, it's this massive backyard in this house that I could afford that I see this squirrel coming at me and it just comes right down, like gets right up and looks at me and then just keeps going. And he was like, wow. And I said, yeah, I've got this weird thing. Then we go to this other house and a crow lands on the roof and starts yelling at me. And he's like, geez. And I said, yeah, I'm working with some crows too. Like, I'm not, I didn't tell him like, I'm a fucking witch, dude. Like, I, didn't tell, I didn't want to blow him too far out of the water. Cause I was already, he asked me what I did for a living. And I was like, well, I'm a writer and I'm a psychic. And, um, but he told me, he said, he, we kind of got into it about masks and people were, cause we were both wearing masks the whole time and still like standing apart and stuff. And we were together all day. And he said, uh, I never talk about politics. I never tell any clients anything about what I vote for or anything. He goes, but I feel like I can tell you, he goes, I voted for Trump. And then this time I was like, oh, please let Biden win. And he said, I had a huge awakening and learned all this stuff and educated myself. And this country's a mess. And he tells me all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, and he's a Catholic and he's pro-choice coolest guy and here's the thing like I'm just in it for smart people who ask questions you can be doing something totally different than what I believe is right but if you're asking questions and you're not just like my way or the highway about it I mean hi uh, more of that please like that's a stellar human being that's the fucking life experience that we're all supposed to be having and everybody you know I'm not like everyone who's pro-Trump is inherently evil. Most of them are just stupid. And I don't mean that like they're less than me. They're just not, in, they're uninformed. They're not reading. They're not curious about, they're just, they're just, they just want it to be easy and they just want to believe what they want to believe about the world. They're not open-minded. And I think some people are greedy and they want to hang on to their money. I think at this point, we can, no one can be pro-Trump and still be a decent human being. We've seen true colors here. Or as the actress who was in Borat, uh, Maria something, who is like my only real uh, celebrity obsession at the moment. Brilliant fucking Gemini, incredibly talented, off the charts. Have you watched it, Ryan? Yes. 
she they did an interview with her and they asked her about Giuliani and she's like you saw what I saw so I'm not going to tell you what was happening it was very clear what was happening and they said well do you think we saw his true colors and she goes you saw everyone's true colors in this um I can't remember her name but the woman who was the babysitter who had no idea this was fake and was just such a good decent human being so kind she goes you saw her true colors you saw everybody's true colors in this lately with all the Trump stuff, we have seen that motherfucker's true colors. And if you haven't seen them, then you chose not to see them. You know, like this is it. Anybody who's still on the Trump bandwagon, I don't, I don't, we can't have a discussion. You know, there's like no discussion to be had anymore. It's, oh my God. Um, some Trumpers drove by my cousin with her baby last week. So here you have like a mom out speed walking with her most beautiful baby in the world in a little buggy these guys speed by her with trump shell over their truck yell fucking whore at her who does that who welcome to florida fucking whore i still i can't like stand the things that have happened around me physically lately i mean this space is all funky today a cop came to the house this is the flip side of the human interaction i had that was beautiful this cop comes to the house to mansplain at us. No mask, asks my mother, who is recovering from cancer, but all kinds of issues lately, honestly, to come outside and speak to him because he won't speak to us through the window or through the door. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And she puts her mask on, she goes outside, he walks right up to her. And I said to him, hey, uh, can you just stand six feet from her, please? I said, she's recovering from cancer. And he kept stepping up. He kept like stepping up to mansplain because she emailed about all the speeders and like all the crazy shit going on in here. He kept getting up close to her. And, and I was getting so mad that I actually said, hey, hi, I'm not from here. I'm from a city. Then I like full cunt mode, you know. Also, let's not say cunt as a negative thing anymore. I'm really trying to work, even though I like the British version of it. Eh. Anyway, full monster mode. And I was like, hey, I'm from a city. I believe in science. Can you please step back from my mother? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we're getting a burning cross in our yard now. Somebody, some woman believes in science over there. They're going to fucking burn me alive. What was his reaction to this? Oh, he was very confused. He was the most white supremacist looking motherfucker I've ever seen. Like very, very Hitler youth. Super scary. And there was a cop who worked here, there was a, oh my God, Brian, there was a cop here who pulled over our homecoming queen, strip searched her legally, never got in trouble for it. He had a swastika tattoo. He's in prison. He's rotting in prison for killing a trans person. And they believe it was a crime of passion. You believe that shit? Wow. So like, I'm just curious, did this cop back off from your mom after you? He did. And I stood there and watched through the window. And then I said to her, because he was he was just mansplaining forever. Like, oh, we don't really do speed traps anymore. Blah, blah. I'm That would actually be way more brevity than he gave any of this. He's explaining everything. And I leaned out the window and I said, well, I got up to the screen and I told him about my cousin. And I said, they yelled fucking whore at a new mother and her baby. And I'm like, that just happened two blocks from here. And, um, and I could tell he was like, a woman said fucking whore. You know, <laughs> like it was like, I don't think he knew what to do with me, but I wasn't walking away. I was watching him. 
And then after he kept telling us that they had no solution for us, he went and he hooked up to Penny's tree, um, those speeder things that detect how fast people are going. So that's at Penny's tree now. And some people know what that means. Some people know what those are in the road. So now people are less likely to speed past where her babies cross. So, I mean, like, at least there was an end result that I am happy about. And then later I was thinking about it and I thought about my cousin Boo and how she would have handled it. And she would have had the nicest voice and she's Virgo and she would have like gotten the same results, but she would have gotten them very sweetly. And then I thought about the other two double fires in my family, my aunt Becky and Boo's son, Alexander, who is like my heart and soul. And I thought about them, they would have handled it just like me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up. That was my nature. And I still got good results. And I wasn't going to call him like a fucking asshole. Different provokes for different folks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at some point it's like, you know, you see, you know what your true colors are. (laughs) Also, you hear that music. Do you hear that tonal music happening? Oh my God. Do you hear that music? That's my yes, mom watching the crown. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There's, there's, I'm going to turn this down for a second. Mom, mom, turn it down. It's, it's kind of, she loud. can't even hear me over it. Thank you. Ryan can hear it. <laughs> Did you hear her say, I turned it down. You put it on, then you put it on me. Ryan can hear it. He's, he's bitching about you. Like, that's like, you know, because, <laughs> I, um, that's a thing that speaking of like who we are and like what our true colors are, it's interesting when you like unearth things about yourself. And, um, apparently there's, um, when it comes to like conflict and all this, uh, you know, whenever we're confronted with things, you know, everyone knows about fight or flight, but there's also freeze, you know, Mm -hmm. flight, fight or freeze. But apparently there's studies and research going into a fourth category. And I'm not exactly sure what the, this is just something I was like told about today. Um, so the research is early on, but it's like the appease, fight, <gasps> flight, freeze, or appease, right? Holy and shit. and it, it really like it just struck me so profoundly that I've just been an appeaser and like my con- you know my sense of humor and my desire to bring comedy into tense situations to try to dissolve conflict, um, you know, has been all about appeasing. And especially if you're if you're an empath and you're listening to this. That might resonate with you as well because you're so connected to other people that we oftentimes will sacrifice our own well-being to try to appease someone else, even though they might be attacking us. Yeah, and, I used to be that way. Yeah, and well, well not, it, not it totally <laughs> any ex listening to this is like liar, <laughs> but but. But I mean, a lot of times I think that we do go into that, especially if we're scared about something, you know, or. Yeah, exactly. And, and the idea of appeasing at all costs, right, is it's it's sacrificial uh, to mm-hmm. our own to our own good. And, you know, and so it's like the difference is like trying to find the difference between protecting yourself in those situations and standing up for yourself um, mm. or, or just trying to make the other person feel better. So the conflict goes away. And yeah. And, you know, and like, I can just cycle through the course of my childhood and all this other kind of stuff where it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, how many times have I gone into the, have I just gone into that category? Right. When, yeah, you know, but then there's other times in my life, I think I told the story about the soccer game and walking back to the car with my dad and the parent behind us was talking shit about me. 
and I no, just, I don't remember this. I didn't tell you the story. And so, um, I, I was at, the, I was, did at, they know you were right in front of them? Did they see you? Yeah, of course. I had my Jersey on. Yeah. They were talking about me. Right. So, cause here's what happened. We were, we were playing a what school. An asshole. I don't know. This was probably seventh grade or something. So we were playing another Catholic school, you know, animosity was high between the two teams. Um, I was left wing, left forward or whatever on the soccer team because I was left-handed. So they just assumed I could kick with my left foot, which was not true. And the grandstands where all the parents were sitting are on that side of the field where I'm running up and down constantly, right? And so apparently some of the parents thought that I was a dirty player, um, which is not the case. (laughs) I am highly competitive. I am highly competitive. I am not dirty, right? There's a difference. I don't even know what a dirty player. A dirty in player childhood soccer. Like, I'm doing cheap shots. I'm doing things, cheating, like doing Ooh, things, like that. trying to get away with cheating. Yeah, trying to do <laughs> stuff like that. I'm not a dirty player, but I am highly competitive in any mm-hmm. sport. Satch Moon like can't that. help it. Can't help so, it. What happens is, um, all these parents are yelling at me from the grandstand. Number number, I think I was number nine. I was either nine or eleven. Those are the numbers I always wanted. Ooh. So they're like, number nine's a dirty player. He's a dirty player. Number nine's dirty. You know, I'm, I'm getting heckled. How old were you? I'm like 12 years old. And so people are fucked yeah. up. You Get know, a parents, hobby. Was well, there sports, no reality TV back sports, then? Sports parents are, you know, can sometimes get carried away, as we all know. Wow. So I had had enough, right? Um, you know, because normally I'm a, I'm a guy who like, I'll take as much as you can fucking dish out. Right. And you're not going to break me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to break me. And, uh, but every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, the levy fucking cracks. <laughs> and I, every once in a while, they fucking break you. And then that person gets everything else that I've been holding back for everyone else too. You know what I mean? And so un- unfortunately for this person, they will get the, the buildup of the dam, even mm-hmm. though most of it's not theirs. So, and that's something that I'm, you know, I, I'd like to think I've moved past. But anyway, so I, I snap. I'd had enough. And I just run up the length of the field and the patrons can see. And I do that arm across arm, like middle finger move mm-hmm. where you use two arms to flick somebody off. Oh, that's dirty right there. Yeah. You, you rest your forearm in the elbow uh-huh. uh, crease. And uh, I run up uh, the whole field flicking off the entire grandstand. Of, wow. of everybody that's there and so and i didn't you know nothing happened you know but uh and so we're <laughs> walking we're walking girl. back to the we're, bo- we're walking back to the car <laughs> and my dad is like so uh there's not like a yellow card a yellow card is like when you commit a foul in soccer and a red card's when you get ejected right he's like so there's no yellow card or red card for flicking off the entire grandstand during a game is there and uh i just kind of laugh i was like oh i guess not you know because i wasn't <laughs> thinking about all the people who knew me that i was flicking off i was just flicking yeah. off the parents who were heckling me and so then we're walking we're continue walking to the car and then there's a parent behind me talking to another like parent about yeah number 11 is so dirty or number whatever number i was such a dirty player i like, can't believe you know i don't know how they teach them over there and i turn around and uh, I basically tell this adult stranger who I did not know, I said, uh, you know, I'd mind your own business if I were you. Uh, <laughs> I'll kick your ass. Right. I'm and, a 12 year old ass. And the, they just kind of like, <laughs> they just kind of froze. 
And I turned back around and walked with my dad to the car. And my dad tells me later, like this back when I was in Ohio, he's like, cause I didn't even remember this. And he's like, he's like, I just remember thinking like, wow, that's exactly what, uh, uh, that's exactly what I wanted to say to them. And yet, oh. here's this little kid turns around and just says this to an adult stranger. Good for you. You and, know what? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I but, like, okay. My thing is like treat kids like they're already on your level. I'm an, I am the baby talking. And even with, even with this baby, I'm in love with my cousin's baby. I'm in love with, she's so curious. She needs to be a part of everything. She wants to see what you're doing. She wants to look at your, like she, she will mimic you. I mean, granted the babies in my family are always genius level. We have very, we're very blessed with the IQ. That's all we get. Also, really. You're, you're blessed with an abundance of IQ and humility. Uh, and, and <laughs> they, the, they are uh, all, I mean, like all, well, we have one who's uh, not there, but I think that's because he fell on his head out of a moving van when he was a toddler. So he doesn't have the humility that everyone else uh, has. Yo, he does not have the humility or the IQ, which is very strange for a combo. Um, but why don't we talk to kids? Why don't we just always treat, I mean, don't tell them what 69 means, but like treat them like adults and the you're too young to understand that's not a great answer. That's a very condescending thing. If we treat them with the respect that we treat of each other and adults, then they're going to be able to stick up for themselves better. They're not going to have the awkward transition. I, and Mark, like I seriously, with my cousin's kids, with all children, I treat them all like they're my equal. Even when I would babysit my friend's little boy and he was like two, I would never, I never force myself on kids. I don't like make them let me touch them. I think that's creepy when people just touch kids. Kids don't want to be touched. God damn it. My mom is always trying to touch me. I'm, I'm her kid and I still don't want to be touched by her. I'm a grown ass woman. But I just think if we treat kids with, with the same respect that we are expected to treat adults, then they'll be able to stick up for themselves like you did. I mean, that's, that's powerful that you could do that at that age. That's really something, Ryan, because you know what? So many other people have shit memories about being bullied and being walked over and mean adults. I had the woman who ran my Girl Scouts troop was so mean to me. She was jealous of my mom and so mean to me. And I fucking loved Girl Scouts and I didn't know why she hated me. And I, I didn't, I mean, it was all very like kind of backhanded, sly. I didn't really know what was going on when she was mean to me, but still, Treat kids like they're equal. Treat them like they deserve the same respect that a grown-up person does. You know, I'm big on this. You don't have to, again, like, I don't know what the best answer is if they don't, if they ask a weird sex question, maybe just like, oh, your body's not ready for that answer yet. Ha ha ha. I don't know. You know, also don't make sex gross to them because then they'll be serial killers. That's already been proven. I'm not even, I'm just stating science facts here, you know? Um, I also wanted to tell you, there's a character in Pen15 that re reminds me of you. And Pen15 is so fun. I'm I just finished season two and they have this ridiculous Wiccan episode that's so, it's these two adult women, I think I talked about before, playing, uh, I think they're supposed to be 12. I think they are, I think, what grade is seventh grade? I think they're in seventh grade. 12, right? Well, you just add six to whatever grade. God, Ryan, that, I'm not doing that math. Um, so they're like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Okay. So there's this one character, his name is Sam and he's so sweet and they have like a will again, won't they relationship? Will, will again? No. Will they, won't they relationship? Like a, not a Ross and Rachel thing. Not like that, but like 
kind of a Sam and Diane thing. Anyway, he's so cute and he's like the sweetest boy. And even when he sort of like stumbles into making a mean joke about somebody, he's like, no, no, I just meant, cause it's funny. Like he's not, he's such a good, sweet kid. And now that he's starting to go through puberty, this little actor in season two, I was like, oh my God, this kid is a dream boat. How did they know he would be that? You know, like they cast him when he's just an awkward little kid. Anyway, it's adorable. And maybe just watch a couple episodes of season two and you'll see what I'm talking about. So he's a pen good 15. boy. Yeah, pen 15. Can't <laughs> recommend enough. Okay, so, so you're watching Love Wait, hold on a Country. Second. Hold on a second. I just want to put a bow on this thing. The <laughs> Because I think there's some practical you knowledge. You and here. your bows. I love bows. I love bows. I love, uh, I love putting bows on things. I love uh, tying bows. I'm not a big fan of bows and arrows. You love um, wearing bows. I love wearing hair. bows and hair. That's why you grew your hair up. God, my poor More dog opportunity Oscar. opportunity for bows. My, we used to have this standard poodle named Oscar when I was a kid, this uh, large black dog. He was so beautiful. He's such a good friend of mine. And um, whenever he got his haircut, they would put a bunch of bows in his hair. Is this a true story? Yeah. What, that they put bows in his hair? That or you that... had a, a giant black poodle named Oscar? Yeah. You didn't know this? My dad loved the <laughs> basketball player Oscar Robertson. So he was named, uh, uh, and Oscar's just a great name. It um, is a great name. And so, yeah, we had this dog named Oscar, and he was great. He was such a good dog. Um, I like that you said he was such a good friend of yours. Oh, he really was. And yeah. I, mean, I, I taught Oscar how to sit. I, do, I taught Oscar how to shake. They're brilliant. Uh, Standard poodles down. are smarter than most Americans. So I really spent a lot of time like trying to teach Oscar the tricks that humans love that dogs do. Um, mm. And at one point I even had, I got close to doing the bang, getting him to play dead. Uh, oh, wow. But uh, yeah, so I spent a lot of time with Oscar and we'd play football, but I also spent a lot of time chasing oscar through the neighborhood because to put bows on him yeah because oscar <laughs> can run like standard poodles have these long ass legs yeah and they once they're gone they go um but no but whenever he came back from the uh the groomers he always had bows all over him uh Aww. and i just remember being like you know i was you know, just a little kid in Southern Ohio going to Catholic school. And I was just like, why are they putting bows on him? He's a boy. You know, I was like, I was so attached to like the gender identity mm -hmm. of the dog that yeah. I'm like, don't do this to my dog. You know, um, I mean, you're, you're raised to be very, well, the schooling is very homophobic and all that. Oh, stuff, yeah. Right? Uh, in Catholic schools. And so, so I had that, a little bit of that in me, you know what I mean? And so I would just, I, I remember getting like upset about uh, the bows because they're a girl thing, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like standing up for the power uh, and then there's a difference between standing up for your power and standing up for yourself and then also lashing out at people. And, yes. Um, I think, you know, that's the, the challenge in finding a differentiation, being able to differentiate and discern between those two when we find ourselves in situations of, of conflict or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing to focus on and, um, you know, just Agreed. go within yourself there's no, and, and find that Yeah, out. there's no need to attack someone personally. And did I want to scream at that cop? You know, Hitler youth, you know, what dick stuff i don't know and honestly not i don't really know how to insult a dick unless i know the dick um but 
yeah, I wanted to say mean things to him. I was so mad. My mom, who doesn't leave the fucking house, and he asks her to come outside so he can get in her face. Like, oh, God, just think about it. Like, science is taught in public schools. That's how real science is. You know, science is real. Religion is not taught in public schools. What does that say? And yet this motherfucker went to public school and doesn't believe in science. Doesn't believe in science. I don't know if he believes in religion. He probably does being in Florida. And I'm just, I'm very anti-cop in general. Well, religion, well, religion's interesting. The, because the, the difference between religion and spirituality, mm. I've come to think huge. Is, is that spirituality is seeking answers. Religion's trying to tell you what the answer already is. Yeah. Um, and there are people who get into religion because they're seeking answers. Uh, but there are people, most people get into religion because they're terrified to die, Ryan. That is a fact. When I was Mormon for a minute and I would lure people out of the church, which I did with great success, I Harriet Tubman several Mormons. All right. I did. And I'm never going to say I Harriet Tubman to anyone again. I'm already cringing at the thought, but I did help several Mormons facilitate out of this fucking cult. You Hogan's heroes. There we go. Yes. No one Harriet Tubman except Harriet Tubman. Uh, Side note, a white girl with dreadlocks came for me last week and said uh, something about me making my cats vegan, which uh, cats can't be vegan, they'll die. My cats eat pure meat and hairball treatment. And they eat the best fucking meat and I give them the meat and I don't like it, but they're fucking cats. They're actual carnivores, which we are not. That's another... Don't come for me because you are mad that I'm vegan. Like, look at a cat's teeth. Look at their fucking claws. They could take something down and eat it raw. We don't have those things. We have flat fucking teeth and no claws. And cats aren't vegan. That's why I don't make them be vegan. Um, but yeah, nobody Harriet Tubman except Harriet Tubman. Um, so wait, what was the fuck was I talking about? Oh, I was going to say this thing about um, spirituality and religion. There's this great study about doctors. You never want a doctor who is Christian, who is a devout religion of any kind. They are way more likely, I don't remember the percentage, it's insane. To let you die. Way more likely, yep. But a spiritual or agnostic doctor or atheist is what you really want, will work their ass off to keep you here. Well, don't you think there's a differentiation between, or differentiation? I'd like to think that doctors can separate their religious beliefs from their work. Um, separation of church and, and state. Are and, you crazy? Have you ever met a Mormon or a, you met Catholics? People who are devout are devout. I mean, it's, it's everything. And they think it's everything. They think it has to be everything. And if they're not constantly bringing people to Jesus or whoever they're worshiping, mostly Jesus, if they're not constantly bringing people to the flock, they're failing their God. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, Ryan. Um, I also meant to say a nice thing about something I said something mean about recently. Kristen Stewart, that new lesbian Christmas movie, I can't wait. It's on my calendar. Have you seen previews for Kristen Stewart's lesbian Christmas movie? This is the movie you were shitting on me that I brought up that I've already seen. 
I got a sne- I got a sneak. Preview I didn't see movie. the preview. I didn't see the preview of it. I had a sneak the preview. preview. The, this is the awesome. movie. This this is the exact movie that Brian, the conversation why with Kristen Stewart. Came do you up let about. me interrupt you? You should have told me that I, I was told wrong you. and that it's a lesbian Christmas I movie. I did tell you you were wrong. I don't remember. I conveniently forget all of this. <laughs> I but did tell you I you were wrong. Was and I, wrong. And I stood by my beliefs that this was a, uh, an incredible movie and that it Kristen looks Stewart so was amazing. Good. It looks so good. And she's like, is she bi or something? I mean, she's just like meant to be I would playing this kind of woman. Speak for not that like you have to be a certain sexual presence. You know what it is? I should say she she I was like, wow, she's got a really good because I know often with films too, they will cast people of the, you know, there should be more parts for LGBT plus Q, all the all of it. There should be more parts. Um, but um Daniel Levy's in it. Holy shit. And Chris he's amazing here. in it he's like he is a amazing i mean i can't wait to watch I, I, it i just can't recommend the movie enough i mean there's so many funny it comes really out i believe mo- the 25th moments. god my brother rented a whole movie theater so we could go watch crudes too i don't know i don't know what that is what the fuck is that I'm not eating popcorn anymore. I got weight at the doctor. Oh my god! I think well, I've never I'm not going to been... shit on someone finding joy in something. Um, I'm not either. But what the fuck is <laughs> but that? It's your brother, so just I guess kidding. I'm gonna. There's a lot more going on there than just <laughs> uh, movie I, choice. I have to go do these things because I do blow them off a lot. But oh my god, Ryan, I'm not going to say fat because I don't really think that that's a word that actually pertains to uh, the, what is fat, what is normal, those things. I am rather up weight at the moment. And I got weight at the doctor's office and I knew I was going to get weight at the doctor's office. I had a really great doctor experience too, by the way. Um, that's where I got my B12s and I'm giving them to myself. You hold a little bit of belly fat, which I've got a lot of right now because I'm up weight, like I said, and you stick a needle in and you give yourself your B12. And I did this for a while in Utah when I was also clinically depressed. How and does it, it changes the game. Does it give you energy? and? Oh yeah. And it makes you like not hate your mom. I really came home happy to see her. Now, do the B12 pills work? Uh, you have to get, so a, a really good friend of mine who's a doctor said, you want the lozenges, you want the ones that uh, dissolve into your tongue. But yeah, those will work too. But a B12 shot, there's nothing like it. And there are other vitamins in it too. And I take so I have, no joke, I have two drawers and a, a cupboard of vitamins. I take a lot of vitamins. I have lots of theories and reasons and different vitamins that I like to take. And and if you're interested, you can join Angela's religion. <laughs> <laughs> but even this doctor was like, how old are you? Because if you take all these things and have fairies and don't eat animals, you're going to age better and you're going to feel better. Um, you know, yeah, it's my- like so reminiscent of my mom and my grandma, what you're talking about. My grandma, you know, the wherever, one who passed. Wherever, became... Well, they've all passed, yeah. But oh, um, right, mine too. But uh, Grandma Jesus, as I lovingly call uh-huh. her, she, there were rumors that she would eat an onion every day for its beneficial skin uh, properties. Mm. Uh, you know, and like, and the rumor in the family was that uh, Grandma Clark will eat an onion like an apple every day wow. uh, and that's how she stays so young and for decades i mean she was in her 70s and almost 80 and then into her 80s and like her hair wasn't gray 
and onion eaten. And everyone was like, There's no, it's natural. She doesn't dye her hair. She doesn't dye her hair, which. Who knows? There's no way that's that's not true. That was not the case, right? She was definitely dyeing her hair, Um, but but yeah, there's like, and then my mom's obsessed with that kind of stuff, you know, Um, like all the oils and tinctures and other Mm -hmm. things as as far as like skin health goes. Um, There are a lot of good. Yeah, so there's a ton of. My mom has like you know cupboards full of vitamins and it's not just yeah, it's not just. Uh, aging it's like where you look pretty I don't want to hurt and I want my legs and everything to keep working hey I meant to tell you this is a bracelet that I I tighten around my wrist because I had like a fracture or something and it every day I would have to pop it back into place and it ached all the time so I put my copper yeah I put my copper on it but I made it tight to hold it together and it never hurts anymore and I told the doctor about it yesterday I was like I probably shouldn't tell you this because I probably should have gone to the doctor if it is a real fracture. And she goes, whoa. And she's like, yeah, you should have, but you also might've fixed it. <laughs> so for weeks I've had this bracelet holding my bones together. And I think I healed a fracture, not to brag, but I guess I'm a doctor now and I can prescribe vitamins. So, and no yeah, one has ever, no, no one has ever doubted anyone who said, I guess I'm a doctor now. <laughs> And I won't let you die because of Jesus. So am I better than a real doctor? Maybe. I won't know how to save your life. Probably. I don't know. I'm really into the idea because oh, I've Heimlicked my dog three times, including the day I put her down. I had to Heimlich her that morning, which, oh my God, of course she would do that to me. Um, I've Heimlicked her. And I would like to try to Heimlich a human someday. I would love to Heimlich a human someday. So if you don't love chewing your food, let me know and I'll hang out with you <laughs> on a regular I think basis. I could do it. I mean, Heimlich and a dog is easier than you think. Also, anybody with a dog or a cat, Google how to Heimlich them because then you'll never forget it. And when they do start choking on something, you'll be ready. And it's not really easy. It did take a while that first time to Heimlich. Well, yeah, I'm sure you have to be much more gentle when Heimlicking, which I never knew was a verb. Um, That's because you're not a doctor, Ryan. If you uh, went to med school like me, I guess I'm not a read a New Yorker article on medicine once. Although, (laughs) I'm trying to think the last time, I've never had a fracture of any kind. I think I'm unbreakable, like Bruce Willis's character in that M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, that tracks. Um, yeah, I'm I don't sure think I've are. ever been broken by anything or anyone has never. Oh my broken. god! No, just, <laughs> just the, like the I... dramatic nature of I. Oh man, it's getting dark so early. Um, I know. I don't. It's like, like not it. even five p.m. and the sun's going down. It makes me feel. I mean, I love night, but I also love warmth. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, we're getting off track. Oh, what did I want to? Um, Oh, no, I think we kind of talked. I think we kind of got into some. I had this beautiful moment in the car, you guys. I hope that nobody else is as sad as I've been. I, I'm sure you are. I'm sure somebody is. I know that I'm scaring people with my sadness. I'm about to be done with it. I also am about to throw myself into a crazy fitness journey. Please call it a journey because I would like it to be like televisable, but not televised. Um, but Hakata already told me by January, I have to be fucking crazy into fitness again. So whatever I do, it'll help me not be crazy. But yesterday in the car, after I got my B12, 
when, when I gave myself the B12 and the doctor like made me show her, cause I told her, I was like, oh yeah, I did this forever in Utah so that I wouldn't kill myself. And um, she's like, all right, well, let me see you. And she talks me through it, made me do it in front of her before she would let me take, she's a really good doctor. Um, I get in the car and I found two radio stations on Sirius. I don't know if these will be the same elsewhere, but it's rock 33 and I think rock 36 and one's alternative and the other one is new wave and going between them, it's practically the same music, but like 30 years apart or 20 years apart. I don't know. Anyway, it was amazing. And I'm driving and I'm listening to new music. And then I, I'd go down, I'd dial back and I'd listen to like old new wave music that I heard when I was a kid. And I felt for the first time in so long, like flutter in my chest and joy. And I almost burst into tears and I was like, oh my God, I haven't felt true happiness in so long. Like, this is fucked up. Anyway, I don't know where to find it. I don't know where to find it again. But if you're relating to this and you're like, I don't know the last time I felt that kind of joy, please just go do things. Even if it's drive to a fucking doctor's office, like go get help. I promise to not be as negative. I can't believe people kept listening to this because honestly, we'd we'd record and I'd be like, God, who's going to keep listening to me? I was such a bummer. I well, might be I mean, a bummer again, but I'm really going to try. I mean, I think everybody goes through dark periods in their life and, you know, it's we, we find all <laughs> kinds of ways to separate, uh, to put things between us and ourself or our true self, mm -hmm. right? Um I mean, I don't know. It's, it's inauthentic to a degree to, you know, pretend to be happy when you're miserable. That's how I felt about it. And also today I was lying in bed petting cats because I have many. And I was thinking just on the other side of this wall are three animals I loved so much. And I had to bury them all this year. And like, I can't, I can't just cut ties with that. You know, like I hurt all the time over Penny. And then I see her all the time too in my dreams when I journey, she's with me all the time. But it's just, it's different when you don't get to touch them anymore. And I know everybody's had someone they love leave and then they see them in dream stuff and everybody knows it's not the same. But God, I'm like, I'm just fucking done being sad. I can't be sad anymore, I'm sick of the feeling. You know what might be a good movie for you to watch? A Christmas movie about hot lesbians? Well. That movie as well. And Daniel but Living. <laughs> a movie I watched. I had to cleanse my palate last night after watching an episode of Lovecraft Country. <gasps> Which episode? I think I watched, um, it was episode three, I believe, or four. Um, it's the one with the big house. Uh, that oh. episode. Anyway, yeah, so. It's, um, it's so good. I, I watched all of them twice except the last one because I'm so sad it's over for a minute. I had to uh, cleanse my mind's palette mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i can't be watching that kind of shit before i try to fall asleep and so you know and then throwing the undoing on top of it you know all that mm -hmm. stuff so it's like i gotta i gotta watch something so i watched um a movie that's available on hbo max right now uh by the name doolittle starring robert downey jr oh my god dr doolittle that's the reimagining it's the reimagining of doolittle uh made for the uh -huh. entire family if you're listening um, I've seen this. Uh, and we all know who Dr. Doolittle is. But I got to tell you, what a fun, fun romp it is to. And there's real like there's real stuff in this movie. 
Like there are real things that like the movie, I, I won't spoil any of it, but there's, there's real things of the, of the, that the human heart experiences on both ends of the spectrum in this movie. And it was just, it was just a nice film. You know, like just a well done, beautifully shot. Danny Elfman does the music. It's um, it's just a beautiful um, and, you know, and, and animals are talking the whole time. Like, what the fuck else do you want? I'm into you know, that. You, I'm into that. Like, animals are just all up in your convo. And it's yeah, like, it's really great. And the, all the voice acting is great. Um, you know, Craig Robinson, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, and then also like huge stars like John Cena and some other people but um it's all it's all just great so um and it's funny you'll laugh you might even cry a little bit Um, i definitely will yeah and uh (laughs) and well i'm telling you the specifically one of the reasons why i'm recommending this movie is because i think it might be somewhat cathartic for you i will to give it a shot for real but i'm going to warn you that it's going to it's going to like directly personally connect with you yeah, I'm sure. Like pretty early on in this movie. I'm talking specifically. I, so I just I want know, you to know that. I'm pretty sure I told you this when Penny, when I got Penny's baby in the carrier, I heard Hakata say, not all of them make it. And I keep thinking that. And I know that like everything is temporary. Being in love is temporary. Being in this body is temporary. Everything's temporary. And I want to just like enjoy and love them. But now I'm not getting up at dawn anymore. I did set the trap the other night because I was like, I bet I could catch another feral cat, even though I've yet to see another one. I caught the two that, that everybody's seen. Um, and all night I was plagued with nightmares about catching a poor wild animal and it being terrified because I get up at dawn to let it out just in case. All night I woke up terrified. I had dream. My mom came in and said, there's a baby rat trapped in there. Like a baby rat. I'm, I was a mess. Um, I... I'm not setting the, the trap anymore because it's too much. It's too hard on me imagining a poor little possum or armadillo trapped in there and screaming and hurting itself trying to get out. So until I see another feral cat, but because I'm not getting up at dawn anymore, I'm still on squirrel schedule, but I don't go out right away, but I do go out and I go to all the trees and I throw them and they have a whole um, like circuit that they're on where they all move to different trees together. And they have like a, like a little like party. Like they like have a caravan. Yeah, they caravan. So I still have a relationship with them. I'm not obsessing. I try not to go stand the road because sometimes I scare them and then they don't go to their they don't go to their tree because I'm standing in the road watching for cars and it's just a fucking shit show and I have to like release. I just have to not be a crazy obsessive person about wildlife because wildlife is wild, you know? Yeah, imagine you're living in Los Angeles. Like there's all those squirrels are living their lives they're surviving they're making it mm-hmm. they're having babies they're growing older and you're not even there yeah to ensure yeah. that it happens I, that's the thing i tell myself all the time i'm like they're probably like squirrels that are like 10 times better than penny and i don't know them and penny wasn't even that affectionate with me imagine if one of these squirrels starts grooming me fuck then i'm really fucked up like if anything penny was like a very Virgo energy. I've got a job. I'm going to hang out with you for a little bit, but then I got to bury nuts. And imagine if one of them was like, like, I just want you to love me. That would fuck me up. So what you're saying is you, you fear that you might be in a codependent relationship with a squirrel. Yes. I, (laughs) yes. I need to just have that with my cats and then I'll be with the cats right. And I'll be petting them and I'll be like, I can keep you safe. I can protect you. And then I give it all to the cats. 
probably there's no room for a man. We'll see how quickly I die alone. What's the woman's name in 101 Dalmatians? <gasps> Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille, yeah. Um, maybe, I don't remember that movie, so I shouldn't. I'm trying to think of a movie um, where there's She killed uh, puppies for their coats, Ryan. Well, no, no, that's obviously, that's obviously, no, I'm not. Um, I'm trying to think of like, like an old, like cartoon character who was like, who hoarded animals and like, you know, was just like over, over controlling of uh, um Snow White. Uh, <laughs> Snow White. Cinderella. That tracks. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> I mean, uh, they also made them do chores. So I'm not bringing any squirrels in my house. I'm not. You're not putting them to work. They don't want to be in a house. And also cats and squirrels probably don't mix. I've yet to see that in the squirrel rescue group. So I really am just like no that's a that's a chance i wouldn't take no then i would officially have to kill myself but i am feeling a lot better i'm feeling very optimistic uh last night i was like i can't go to la cases are spiking blah blah and then one of my voices said just sleep on it and i woke up and i was like that's so funny of course i'm going to la <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm interested to see you know what all happens and how everything plays out i mean quite honestly i'm so consumed with the things that are right in front of me right now that yeah, I haven't had ditto. much time to, uh, you know, but I'm trying to stay connected somewhat, but, uh, but yeah, but anyway, so we we're coming, we you know, so we've got a little bit of time before the full moon is upon us and the energy gets, uh, you know, intense again. So, you know, hopefully people can take this time to, you know, enact all the things that they've been trying to bring about, uh, yeah. you know, during this period. And I don't know, I'm just going to focus on discernment and uh being grounded and that's my big thing coming up um and you know tapping into the the healing energies of mother earth during this time which yes. uh, which is some rad rad stuff so also um, venus is moving into scorpio which is what i'm born in so we're all gonna get horny and very obsessive but this is with love stuff Hmm. But yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Horny and obsessive. So, mm -hmm. wow, those aren't red flags. Those are the um, only ways I know how to love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great timing. After I said those aren't red flags. Um, well, cool. Well, um, I think that's gonna do it for us today. And um, so, thanks to the patrons, Patreon.com. Uh, this is where the magic happens. We have a watch party on Friday, which is Woo! in two days from the time this is released. Um, so if you're a patron and you're at that level, join on over. Uh, we're going to go record secrets real quick. That's for the uh, the $11 level. And then all the videos are still available for any level of patron over at patreon.com. So uh, thank you for your continued support during this time. We appreciate you. We love you. And, oh, it, you know, it doesn't we have a we have a we have a review I wanted to read, too. It's very, very short. Awesome podcast. Angela and Ryan are so funny. This podcast is fun to listen to and truly keeps you engaged. If you're into spiritual stuff or open to it, give this podcast a shot. You won't regret it. Thank you for all the exclamation points. That really speaks to me. 100 well, percent of exclamation much. points. That's, that's a very cool. Uh, I appreciate that very much. And uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. And until then, just remember. This, this shit is real.